All right. Keith McCumber. Pronounce your last name anyway. Ek Divan. So for all the people listening, Ek as in ectoplasm, die as in dice, van as in the thing you drive. Ek Divan. Okay. Very easy. Very okay. easy. So welcome, Keith, to the Thank very you. first in a very long series of podcasts with the MES family. Well, thank you. I feel so, honored. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Keith. Well, I'm five foot nine, minus about half inch from age. Uh, kind of rotund, but pretty happy. Now, have you ever figured out why I call you Batman? He told me it was pretty awesome, but I kind of forgot. Can you remind me? No, we'll just leave it. We'll leave it to everyone's okay. imagination. <laughs> Way more fun. Maybe if I just raise my collar a little bit higher or something. Maybe. Yeah. So we're reaching to you initially as one of the first guys because your history and my history are kind of similar in that um, we started very, very small and eventually our businesses grew to something we didn't even imagine was even um, capable of happening, right? Yeah. So the first day you opened, you didn't think you would have two stores. Maybe you didn't want two stores. Wasn't even on the map. Right. All my thing was at the time was, let's do this. Let's make it happen. Right. So tell me a little bit about how you got started in 12-volt. And I know a lot of the story, but let's let's fill everybody else in. Yeah, the uh, (laughs) times have changed. All right. So... uh, when I was 15 years old, I used to steal car stereos to make money to buy drugs. And then one day, hey man, can you put this in my car? It was a Fiat Spider. I'll never forget, I stole an Alpine radio. It's a really nice deck. And uh, yeah, I put it in and it was, the feeling of putting it in felt so much better than taking it out. You know what I mean? Like making something happen and, and turn on and make sound, it was it was incredible. Like stealing it was yeah, it was a and means to an end to get the drugs, but like putting it in, that that was something special. Right. So and, yeah. you got a job. Yeah. I uh I walked into a store, had <laughs> hair done to my ass, and I said, Hey, I want a job selling car stereos. This was in like nineteen eighty seven. And they said, uh, you're going to need a bit of a haircut. So I thought, okay. So I chopped half of it off and I went back and said, what about now? And they said, no, 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 no. chop it off. And so I, I cut it short and uh, I grew a mustache. I don't know. <laughs> a little piece of dirt right about there. And So uh, what's amazing about that is like, you know, damn, how times change, you know, like you would kill to have some of that stuff back, right? No, nah, I don't really care. I'm happily married. Hair doesn't mean shit anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So fast forward, you got a job. Got a job. Selling car stereos in 1987. Right. When Alpine was a thing. Oh my God. Uh, Pioneer, Sony. Sony was spectacular at the time. They had the ES products. Um, Kenwood, yeah, not so good at that point. They kind of sucked. My perspective. Right. right. Yeah, well, you know, everybody's got their thing. Uh, I personally was not really fond of a lot of 
it was brands in 87 because I didn't even know what the fuck car stereo was. I was in seventh grade. What? Um, you know, whatever. I didn't start the car audio until about 1990, so uh, it's a little bit different. So fast forward, you got a new, you got a new job. Got a new job. You're happy. Yeah, it was fun. I learned how to sell it. Um, they they gave me management position. It was a chain store in Ontario, and uh, I would go to different stores and and f- make their stores operate better because I was just really aggressive and I had an ability to turn things around. So they used me for that for a while, and then I had an opportunity to install car stereos. So yeah, in 1990, a guy gave me a chance in Kitchener, Ontario, to. In- put radios in cars and I was super happy yeah so Ontario's on the east coast you're on the west coast now yeah there were drugs in Ontario my god it was just massive amounts of drugs and I just couldn't say no because I was a truck addict at the time and so I uh I ran out to BC to get away from the drugs and the drug deal that I had a lot of money too and uh they have drugs here too holy there's even more I think (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so out of the out of the arms of the beast into the arms of like oh, the bigger devil. beast i guess probably yeah. right yeah yeah so how you turn your shit around what what, what made oh. the difference for you yeah i got caught i was oh. uh i was robbing restaurants because uh there's always money in restaurants right and so i got caught and i went to jail did some time got out and started working for a big company out here called AMP Sound, installing stereos. Right. Learned a lot, a lot about how to do things properly because back in Ontario, I was kind of a hack. Well, you know, it takes a lot of people to realize they didn't know something, right? Like when you when you finally realize you don't know something, you're ready to learn. It's easy to learn at that point. You know, when you think you know everything, it's very difficult to learn something new because you already know it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't graft a new idea on a closed mind. Ever. Right, right. So, what was it changing? What was the turning point to make you realize that you needed to know to do something better? Were you just always a perfectionist? You just didn't know any better? Is that is that what you think happened, or was it you just saw someone do something better? I wasn't. Like I said, I was kind of a hack. I, I made things happen. I was pretty quick in Ontario, um, but when I got here, they showed me a different way. I was like this is a much better way and so I adopted the better way of doing things and the evolution has, has kept going on from there because I see way more and more better things that, than what they showed me so right. yeah evolution of perfectionism right. of perfection nice well we'll get into perfectionism and maybe in another podcast oh there was a company in Ontario called perfectionist car audio yeah in the last they went <laughs> well they're not the, they're not the same one so no, no. So you went on to like get a job. You got kind of serious about car audio, um, and I think you fell in love with sound quality at the same time, right? Yeah. In Ontario, there was there was a big Iaska following, and so I went to some events and and I sat in this one guy's car, Ralph Benedetti. He was a big Iaska guy in Ontario. And that thing just blew me away. There was so much intensity to the whole thing. It just sounded like I was at this concert all by myself in this car. It was it was truly incredible. And at that point, I was hooked. It was like the best drug ever. 
Yeah, that kind of happened for me with uh, Earl Zossimer's BMW, which we had here for quite some time, which is very strange. But um, um, so when you talk about car audio, are your idols more on the installation side or on the retail side? That's a good question, isn't it? Well, they're on retail now because they're too old to do the stuff properly anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the people I met, like, they were just incredible. They they did things that, that kind of blew me away. Like we're we're not talking um, goldfish in a car, but we're talking a NASCAR. You know, like just incredible cars that getting in and just feeling the ambiance of the car before you even turn the stereo on. Um, that kind of presentation really gets me. Right. And and then once you turn it on, the, the stage is just massive and, and the intensity of it it just makes you feel like you're at the concert or in in the the acoustic room where they made the album right so when you listen for sound i know i like the more studio style sound quality like a little more jammy kind of like thing as opposed to live like i like live stuff too but it might depends on the artist um what style do you prefer uh I kind of like both and I have different cars that are set up for both. So my BMW X3 is set up for more of a studio sound because it's really quiet inside and, and the speakers are set up in such a way that I have a great stage, pinpoint accurate, very clinically correct. Um, but my truck, I got a Silverado, it's set up for like a concert because it's loud and stupid and just intense in, in ways that you would feel at a concert not right in a sound studio right so how do you infect your employees with the same kind of passion i mean i know for me it's difficult for my guys to understand like i'm listening to a sound stage you're like dude i just want you know i want loud like you know but like you know i think it's a particular thing that happens like it might be the right music or something. How do you affect your guys with the same kind of passion that you found on that same install in that car years and years ago? Well, you can't use roofies anymore because that, you know, <laughs> illegal. Use something uh, else. <laughs> yeah, get them your roofies, stick them in the car, turn them up loud, wait till they wake up. It's like, holy fuck, where am I? <laughs> no, uh, I, I just introduce them to what I hear and I say listen to this listen for this particular sound when when this passage comes through and then they listen to it and then I say okay now do it again louder and do it again louder and they get that kind of infectious uh, need to have it bigger and greater and louder than ever before and so that that addiction that we create is kind of like getting somebody hooked on cocaine <laughs> just try a little bit and then try a little bit more and then just do it this way and then you know it getting somebody addicted to something is not that difficult from my perspective because i, I used to be a drug dealer right so, right you you know you know the keys to addiction like the yeah you know the triggers actually there's there's triggers in the brain as you probably well know uh that are always looking for the initial um, whatever you felt that first time endorphin high yeah. endorphin high but you can never get it back yeah. <laughs> Ring. right and you know what that's kind of how I feel about car audio I, I feel like the very first car I got into blew me so far the fuck away 
that like you never heard anything like it before. So it, it's it's I, I don't know. I've, I've not ever been to drugs, but I can feel kind of like your thing. I have a car addiction, which might be different, but um, not as expensive. But yeah. So let's let's go to the opposite side. We talked about the passion side. Let's talk about the business side, right? Wait, before we do that, let me just mention one thing. At Knowledge Fest in February, just this past year, um, I sat in one of Andy, Andy Weimar's creations, and he'd be a good drug dealer. So he said to me, he goes, hey, Katie, you, you like it loud? And I goes, oh, yeah, I like it loud. So he started turning it up. sounded really, really good. And then he turned it up more and more and more. And it was like, Wow, this is incredible! And I got re-addicted to his speakers again because they just sound incredible. No, it was a Honda. Oh, the car that was from um, Anthony's shop. Um, yeah. What are you talking about? I can't think of his name. The name of the shop. Audio Systems. They built that car. Anyway, that's awesome. So... You and I spent some time, a lot of time this past year during COVID with some other stuff on sales calls with Tony. And I think we've we bonded a little bit over that. I think that was, that's cool to meet friends and, you know, get to know them and talk shit to each other and all kinds of crap, right? <laughs> yeah. What do you think is more addictive? The sale? The actual selling? You know, the back and forth. That's my favorite part, right? Or getting the money. Have you gone fishing? I hate it. It's kind of boring, right? Yeah. Moment when you get on the hook and there's that nibble and it's like, okay, the fight is on. Let's go. That's the important part. So when you see somebody's eyes light up about what you've just explained to them or shown them that they can have in their car, then the fun begins. Then you get to take them down that path that we both had that that addictive I want more now stuff. Right. right? And right. We, we've got some clients that come back in every year or even less to get more, something different, tweaks. I like the sound, but I can change my amps now because I just want more. Right. Right. So that addictive mentality is, well, it, it creates something inside me that, that just wants to help them out even more to get them to a different level that that I might maybe have not been myself and so yeah it's just it's it's the chase like the skirts remember chasing skirts not the same thing I don't know anything about chasing yeah the skirts are friends <laughs> S2000 oh well that's different I, I'm <laughs> completely addicted to that you know what's funny is and i'm not going to go too far down this road because this is about you not me. um i never even cared about those cars ever and i got one and whatever in this past year i've gotten friends that have some and they just they just think they're badasses i'm like dude you no know, i don't even care and I'm, i can crush you and now i'm all into it i've got all the little thing oh man it's just wait the, we have one in our showroom right now that will blow your mind. It S2000. is so, so dialed in. Yeah, S2000. Have you it's, seen mine? I'm pretty dialed. No, no, no. It's not like this one. This guy spent like a hundred grand or something stupid on it. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. All right. So we're not going to measure penises here, but let's... Wait, did I just say that? On my podcast? Yeah. Who would yeah. expect anything else from my podcast? No. <laughs> I haven't even sworn yet. Right. 
Right. Well, this is the first one, but you know, the, the audience is, is probably the same as what they wait and see. Now, let's talk about dealers relationship, like relationships you've built with Kenwood. I know it's a big uh, partner of yours in Canada. Uh, who else would you say is really big for you there? Um, we have a lot of distributors here. So there's there's only a couple of manufacturers like Kenwood that, that we deal with directly. Um, Canada doesn't really have a whole lot of direct anymore. I used to have Alpine, but that went away. Pioneer is kind of a thing still, but we everything gets delivered from the States. There's no warehouse here in Canada. Um, so I would have to say Trends Electronics. It's, the company's really close to us. Um, we get visits from them all the time. And currently they're carrying um, Moscone products, which is what Andy had in that car. And like, wow, opens things up to a different level. Um, we're trying the Illusion product right now. Seems quite nice. Um, so the thing about them is that they just take care of us. If there's a problem, they, they look after us. If there's something new, they show it. There's a, a CarPlay integration system that um, is not in Canada right now that I really want in Canada because I, I I got one stuck in my car and it's truly impressive. They don't have distribution here, so the first person I suggested to that company was Trends to distribute this product across Canada because they can do a great job. And I really want this product in Canada so that I can just buy it and sell it and keep my dealerships happy and my people happy. Is it one of the products that you and I have talked about in the past? Yeah. You like it? Did you? Did you, um, we talked about something happening in your BMW. Did that get resolved? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I've done a lot of business with that company. Um, and maybe I'll do an interview with him because he's got an interesting story too. He's been all over yeah. the place. Yeah. And his accent. He's got this really cool accent, like something out of the movies. I don't know. Pretty cool. He's got a Joe Pesci thing going on. Yeah. It's funny how small this industry is. We, I mean, I'm pretty sure that 90% <laughs> of the people that are listening to this that know who the fuck we're talking about, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Doesn't okay. Start with, doesn't start with Mike anything or no Russian names. Uh oh, no. No, 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 no. No hair salon products here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's interesting um, how small this industry is and like just, just, yeah, just how many inside jokes there really are, you know, Batman. Um, so you got two stores. Mm. Wait, wait, let's rewind. Okay. You got a job. Yes. We talked about East. that. Yeah. What made you get, say, you know what, it's time to get straightened up, you know, not have a, what was it, we don't give a shit sign. What was the sign that you had? <laughs> well we all had that same problem right people park in front of our door our bay door so we can't get cars in and out so i got kind of pissed off and i said okay what can we put down there that's not too nasty not like you can't just put fuck off or anything right? like, <laughs> everybody would leave right <laughs> nobody would yeah everybody would just right. fuck off um so we put down uh no parking anytime violators will be violated yeah, you might as well just put fuck off. Well, people didn't get it still. There was this one guy, he parks there, and he goes next door to visit somebody else. He's like, hang on a second. So I knock on the door, I go visit my neighbor. I say, hey, man, did you not read the sign? Or do you really want to just get violated? 
And he goes, go read the sign inside of my truck. He's like, fuck, really? We're going to trade signs now? Okay, fine. So I go in the side. He goes, property of Pal's Angels. Okay. So, so apparently the guy was an AJ, whatever. So I said, so do you want the violation now or do you want to wait till later? <laughs> and so he moved his truck. He wasn't happy. Wow. Yeah. Well, that, that's getting complicated for no reason. Well, I have the same problem. People think because of kind of the area that we're in, they can just park their car in front of my front door. And I have a sign that says, do not park here, park in the lines parking space and we have the conversation we've had it last but we've had to have that conversation a bunch of times what's funny is there are occasions where people will say hey can you move your car and they'll just get in their car and leave i'm like yeah (laughs) that's one way of getting rid of them (laughs) yeah well but think about it is that the client really want you know what i mean like like the self-centered narcissistic types yeah yeah i kind of don't want it but you know i want everyone's money i'm a little bit greedy a little bit all right, a lot greedy. Okay, thank you. So, all right, I'm getting off. We're getting off rails here, but that's not oh. common for me because I don't really have rails to begin with. Um, yes, we do. It's about okay from 1990 till now. How did that happen? I, that's the the course of the rail right. system that you want to put on. Okay, so in 1990, uh, worked for some companies through 97. And then uh, in 1997, I worked for a large company that Best Buy ended up buying called Future Shop. I worked at one of their flagship stores for three years. I managed the installation bay. And at the time, they paid us 70% of the installation rate in cash daily. What? Yeah. yeah. It was a weird company, but I made a lot of money. And, uh, How and we had. How did they make any money? That's crazy. Not my problem. Right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So I had all the installation kits and harnesses and all that kind of stuff. Sold those to clients and uh, made a shit ton of money. It was fun. Learned a lot of things. Yeah. Good times. Except the salespeople that were fucking idiots. I just couldn't believe how stupid people were. And it drove me nuts. And so after three years, I got kind of fired. For being an ass. No way. Way. Because I said a lot of nasty things to the dumb salespeople. They didn't like that. Did they cry? Not in front of me. Wow. So there's no satisfaction unless they cry in front of you, right? <laughs> Personal satisfaction is not always guaranteed, sir. Well, it's not always guaranteed, but sometimes... You want the satisfaction. You want to know. You want to see. Like, like putting the stereo in that car, that that little car, years and years ago, right? It was a Fiat, you said, right? Yeah. Um, you can saw the guy, smile on the guy's face. I mean, the reaction is everything. Yep. I think this is just not a positive podcast. I think this is going to be a negative one. But whatever. <laughs> it's been edified. <laughs> it is. It is. Hey, man. But we're having fun, and I think that's what having fun about um, okay because so i want to keep them fast i want to keep them kind of um so when do you decide all right i want to make money now i want to make real fucking money it wasn't about that 
it was about getting so every single company i've ever worked for is now out of business because their focus was money and that's not the focus to have if you really want to grow a business it's not about the money it's about the satisfaction that you get by helping others money is a consequence of doing great things oh that's a good quote money is the consequence of doing great things even batman look at that that's like see that's a batman that's a superhero type shit to say right there right um so you still didn't answer my question what made you decide to open a second store opening a second store is a huge i mean from one store to two stores i know is just oh. a massive massive amount of work have i mentioned how lucky i am I'm one lucky guy. Seriously lucky. Like, people said, I'm going to take the shovel to your face. It's like, no, you're not. And they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Angry people, right? Anyway, so there was my competition, not too far from me, like 20-minute drive. And uh, he got really cynical and upset with people all the time. I don't think he actually likes people. But so he said to me one day, he goes, hey, Keith, you want to buy my company? He goes, maybe. What's it worth? And he told me this amount, it was this big. I couldn't believe it. It was like, yeah, I'll buy that. It was a no brainer. It was so cheap that I couldn't say no. And my wife, my wife said to me, (laughs) sorry, which one? Uh, She said, are you sure you can handle this kind of stress, Keith? Because I I don't really handle stress well. So at the time I, I, I was angry a lot. That's a whole nother story. So I said, no problem, let's do this because I could see the potential and wow, I, I made my money back in like six months. It was, wow. Yeah, really nuts. I put a new coat of paint on it. I went there and I, I showed the guys how I like to have things done, retrain them basically to the sounds good way. Posted my sign up front, gave everybody shirts and uh, it's been a lot of fun since then. How, how long has it been? That was 2012, so eight years. Wow. So how long in business total in business? It's 2005. Actually, we started at the end of 2004. Um, but we didn't get our business license till 2000, early 2005, so I call it 2005. Nice. That's a huge, like, like arc from where you were. It's- you know, kind of on the streets doing like shit just to fucking get by, you know, and, and support your unfortunate drug habit to where you are now, where you're really inspirational to a lot of guys. Um, even me, I kind of think about you sometimes when I'm when I'm doing it, making the decision not when I'm at home by myself. Thank you. I was getting worried there. No, but like, you know, what it's kind of like, you know, they have, what would Jesus do? And sometimes I have, what would Keith do moments, right? And sometimes I call you. I say, hey, what would you do here? You know, and I appreciate that. By large. Now, now what's your plan for the future? What, do you, what is what is the future of Sounds Good or what's the future for Keith McCumber? You know that feeling of perfection when you've finally done something so incredibly wow that it's perfect? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to do that to my stores, but it has not happened yet. It's a tough thing, man. Perfection is a chase is a chasing game. It's not an obtaining game. No, no. Sometimes I've reached that orgasms, for example. You've had the perfect orgasm. Oh my god, let's do this again. Well, I'm chasing that. I think that uh, I, I just want perfection from everybody. Like I, I just want to have a lot of fun, and 
in that fun, I want to make a lot of sales and a lot of people happy and do some incredible installations. And that to me is perfection. Right. Just to have a team flow. So this, as you know, is our first podcast and um, you're going to be the benchmark for many, many more people to come. What would you, yeah, you are. This is now, this one was fun. This was fun, right? So everybody's got a lot of fun to look forward to. What would you say in 10 words or less? Yeah, this is hard. It's going to be hard. What would you say to young Keith in 10 words or less? When he's starting out his business in 20, 20, 2005. Integrity is the most important thing that anybody can have in life. Integrity is the most important thing that anyone can have in That's 11 words. Start over again. This is hard. Change the rules. (laughs) So the reason reason I want to have this is because there are Keith McCumbers out there in 2005 listening to our conversation. And your story might be very similar to some guys. And it is very similar to one person I can think of off off the top of my head. Uh, I was just busting your balls about the 11 month. I serious that that um that that you've taken your business uh to the next level just purely based off of having fun and i think more guys need to remember that i know i have fun a lot of days i spend my free time in this place because i'm fucking weird i'm weird i love it here you're right i love it here um and you guys will catch me here all the time you know i'm here all the time but um how do you kind of divide time with your wife i know you take you were just on vacation last week or a week after, and then you were on vacation a couple times this year. But what 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 is your? Do you have a schedule of maintenance, so to speak, for Keith? <laughs> Lubrication maintenance. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I didn't ask you your personal pro, your personal like hygiene shit. Well, oh no, not the hygiene. <laughs> so uh, my wife actually works with me now. So we get conversations all the time about business. Um, how do I take that time off and, and just talk about life? I put the hand out. It's like, stop talking about work. From this period to that period, we're not going to talk about work. We're going to talk about us, what our future is, what we're going to do, how she's going to get to China, how we're going to go on vacations in the next little while, um, that kind of thing. I segregate it because all work and no play makes... Well, it's going to say Jack and Dolph Boy, but makes Ada kind of weird sometimes, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, dude, I have a vacation a lot. I have a vacation here. Um, when I when I stop working and I'm just doing my own thing, I'm literally very far and few between work on my own shit. So, so yeah, I like working on my cars. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you for taking your time. Uh, anything you want to add? Something that, you know, profound? I mean, you've already done a couple of epic things on this call. Yeah. Life doesn't have to be complicated. You need to have fun and you need to do the right thing. If you can put the two together and, and make money off it, holy shit, that's, that's what I've done. And uh, it's pretty awesome. 
I'm so happy we have this call, dude. I'm going to go eat my lunch because it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon and I haven't eaten lunch yet. And I, we were, I was already late for this call. I was like half an hour, 45 minutes late for this call. Yep. And lunch was here then. So thank you so much for spending your time. Thanks for being the first guy to trust in uh, the MES family and our podcast. Uh, I'm going I'm to give this to Eric and we'll have it distributed distributed that's a hard word for me to say with these giant lips distributed ah whatever uh we'll have this distributed (laughs) to all these members very shortly all right my friend have a great day you too have fun Bye. bye